Welcome to the James Exchange Monday Matters, September 13th, 2021. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In today's episode, I spoke with Matt Lawless, the Town of Scottsville's administrator, on this evening's agenda items. The Town Council meets at 7 o'clock. Due to the upsurge in COVID-19 cases, they have opted for a hybrid meeting presentation, which is allowed under Virginia law. You may join via Zoom. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. It's almost not morning anymore. <laughs> so um, catching up on what we discussed last week, which came out on Tuesday, we had a conversation basically on these meetings coming up mm-hmm. with the Planning Commission, and the Planning Commission did meet this past Tuesday. What was the feeling of the meeting? It was a really productive meeting. Sherry Lambert did a wonderful job, uh, new in the role of chair there, managed the time very well, spent a good chunk of the meeting on feedback from the public. It was a very respectful meeting. We got a good technical briefing from Justin Shimp, the engineer representing these new applications, walking through the projects. We'll take our time to figure out all the details on it but Planning Commission felt it was important to hear more from the public and get all the questions out here on these projects. So they have their formal public hearing on these next month, October 4th. So folks who are interested in learning about these special use permits and sharing their views can definitely tune in, participate on October 4th. We'll keep it moving. Moving on, one thing I was really excited to see was the expansion of the CSX project. Mm -hmm. So this harkens back to way before my time as mayor trying to get the train station rehabbed to a place where it's saved and it's aesthetically pleasing to people coming in. So talk to me about how that came about and what plans there may be for it. Well, well, you might know better about how it came about than I did. Um, that was one of the first introductions that you made to me was CSX staff. So it's it's been a partnership that's been years in the making, but the Architectural Review Board served CSX with a poor condition notice about the state of the depot, that it's we're worried about the future historic preservation of that building. And um, CSX's response was, well, maybe we can work together on the preservation of it. I'm not quite sure what to make of this offer that we, we, we told CSX we're not satisfied with the condition of your building. And their response is, well, would you like to take over the maintenance of it yourself and keep it looking the way you want it to? So the, the offer is for the town staff and volunteers to have permission to work around the depot do paint and carpentry work the way that we see fit, but not open it to the public as a museum or anything and not interfere with CSX's rail operations. I'm not sure that that's the best, the best deal for what we want to do, but it's a good step and I'm, I'm glad CSX is interested in working with us. Well, that's actually the deal that I tried to come up with them back in 2016. Okay, so, so, this, so this looks so like progress? It looks like progress to me and I okay. think Maybe talking with Ace might be able to get some materials donated. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. putting it out there. They may not be in a position to be able to do that. But we have a lot of contractors in the area. So perhaps yep. 
they want it looking better, just like we do. And maybe a couple weekends, we can get some volunteers. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at soffit and trim board mm -hmm. and a coat of paint in the old railroad colors, and it would be looking nice. How's the roof on it? Uh, I went inside and it's not leaky. CSX uses it for active storage. So they're, they're interested in a good roof. And also sort of going on with this, well, before I go on to green infrastructure, how is the plantings coming along where we were going to do the native plantings along the ditch, which was mm -hmm. part of the canal? That's in progress. Um, Wild Ginger Field Services has that contract. Nicola McGough's approach to this is really interesting to me. When she inspected that site there, closer to the river from Route 6, just outside the floodgate, she was fascinated by it. And she described this as being some of the best undisturbed land around town. In almost 200 years, that property has had only two owners, the canal company and then the railroad. And it's never been excavated. It's never been messed with. And so when she went and poked around under the Johnson grass, she found all manner of unusual native plants, which have been in this undisturbed habitat for the better part of 200 years. So she's very interested in carefully removing the weeds and restoring some of the hardy perennials and natives that are there. So it's, it's slow going and it's cleaned up a little bit. It doesn't look like a big difference, but she's gradually learning about what old species are there and restoring them. So it, it really is an important little biodiversity project right at the edge of town in a forgotten little piece of land. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I just knew that it was a remnant of the canal and we should do something to recognize that since that's what built the town. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now going on to the Green Infrastructure Center, they are working on possible rehabs or excavating the mm -hmm. riverfront there by the boat landing. That's right. Um, and I, I don't have a whole lot to share on that one because they're, they're still finishing up their, um, their boards and their presentations. I, I don't have what they're going to show on Monday. But the, um, the teaser is that we're, we're working together to think about a more useful and appealing riverfront that put in at Ferry Street is a big reason why people come to Scottsville. But in a lot of ways, it's a neglected piece of land too. It, the, water, the river comes up, the river goes down, it gets muddy, the, the parking pattern doesn't make sense. You come, you put in your boat and you leave, but it's not it's not a landscaping that we take very seriously and it doesn't it doesn't look like a piece of property that we're proud of as a reason for being in town so we want to try to invest in that and green infrastructure center is going to help us with some recommendations on plantings traffic flow cleaning that site up so that it looks and functions better do you think that town residents or people can just go down there and sit at some point i know that's been a bone of contention with, I think it's the Department of Inland Games and Fishery that has mm -hmm. a lease on it. Mm -hmm. Are they um, going to kind of loosen up there? There's, uh, yes. Um, there's a couple of different ways that we can go about this. One is by contracting with them more clearly. If we're, if we're helping to maintain the site, then we have a say in what the rules on it are. But there's also, I think, just a difference of interpretation. I was real tickled on a recent trip towards DC 
I found a, a lake in Fairfax at a park. I'm looking back for the picture of when I did this at, at Burke Lake in Fairfax. They have a sign where it said it's a public fishing lake managed by DGIF, but it's got all these other trails and boats and things around that you can do there. And it says the lake was built with fishing license dollars and is managed exclusively for fishing. Other uses are allowed only if they do not interfere with fishing. Not to say that you can't do it, but as long as me having a picnic doesn't get in the way of your, of mm -hmm. your cast, fine. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, I took a picture of that sign because I thought that's what we need. That sounds good. And Green Infrastructure will be presenting Monday night? Yes. Zach Walrod and Jessica Wang and Karen Firehawk, wonderful planners, and I've enjoyed mm -hmm. working with them. I'm glad their office is right here in town. And the want to discuss three other things with you. Okay. One is the Columbia Gas franchise. Just give us a quick synopsis of what that is. In the, the quirk of state law, the gas utility needs a local ordinance giving them permission to operate and do business in town. They're not a public utility like the water, and it's not an unregulated do whatever you want kind of business like internet, gas is in between where the town can grant the monopoly and regulate the conditions where the company can do this. Our old agreement has expired, excuse me, and we need to renew it. Okay, so this is just a bookkeeping thing. Yes. Okay. And the last, well, next to the last is the Albemarle County Revenue issue we've been having mm -hmm. for quite a few years. Now, just again, just something quick so people know what that's about. It's important for the town and county staff to work together comparing data and notes on revenue. There's a number of taxes where we pass money back and forth to each other, or we rely on data sharing so that we each get the money that we're entitled to under the law without errors. And we have a couple of errors that we know about. One is in the town's favor, the other is not. But there's not a central memo of agreement of how we're going to do these things and when especially when there's staff turnover which both town and county have had it's easy to lose track of who's supposed to be doing what and get mistakes in there town and county staff think it would be good if we formalize that a little bit reduce the risk of mis mistakes and, and tidy up the bookkeeping okay and then the itinerant business license that came about a discussion i knew that happened through Jerry Miller on the I, I Heart or I Love Seville show. Yes, I had that show on when we got on this call. With Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. So Jay-Z, my understanding, has moved to Florida. Yes, but, so, but that doesn't mean the issue is not legitimate, and right. we're still working on it. So, <laughs> Absolutely. so greetings, what, greetings what, to Jay-Z if he's living in Florida. Yeah. How is the conversation going on that? We'll hear some feedback from the Chamber of Commerce at this meeting. I think they were going to survey some of their membership on it. Our rates on this are pretty high. And as far as I can tell, the only company that ever paid the $500 annual peddler's license was to run the flea markets um, yeah. on our show that we used to have. And I, I feel bad about that. I've heard, I've heard folks say how much they appreciated those flea markets and wish we got them back. And I don't know that the town was helping to sustain that by charging them $500 a year. It's probably the case that if we had a lower fee, we would get more pop-up businesses. Now the risk is, you know, competition with our brick and mortars. 
if you're working really hard to run a restaurant day in and day out, maybe you don't want a food truck popping up on your busiest day and competing directly with you. So I think it's it's legitimate to protect our brick and mortars in some way, but maybe the fee should be less than 500. I, I don't have a comment since I'm no longer in the decision-making process. I think, you know, that is basically it. Is there anything going on? I, I know that Sherry Lambert is the new chair of the Planning Commission, mm -hmm. and you are still two down on town council. That's right. So the, the recruiting for town council is an important step and a big opportunity. So if anyone's interested in um, public service here, this is a good opportunity to step up and try. And you had two people interested. Have you gotten any more? Nothing else in writing yet, but, okay. uh, but there's still time. Okay. And anybody interested in stepping up to the planning commission? Yes. So I, I did hear I did hear interest in that. Right now, our planning commission vacancy is the council member. Mm -hmm. um, but it's possible that if someone from the planning commission went to town council, then we would have a vacancy on planning commission. So trying to trying to keep ourselves fully staffed there and, and thinking ahead. Great. Is there anything else you want to share? That's that's pretty good right now. This is um this is a fairly busy work session agenda, but um, I think we're in we're in good shape to keep these things moving. Great. Okay. Well, thanks, Matt. Don't go away. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate you uh, sharing the good word here wherever you find yourself. I want to end this episode with a few comments Sherry Lambert, the newly elected Planning Commission Chair, made during last Tuesday's Planning Commission meeting. First, she opened with a warm welcome to everyone. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you to the September 7th meeting of the Planning Commission tonight. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us either by Zoom or in person. We really do appreciate your time and your investment in the town of Scottsville. So thank you very much. Second, she made the following statement to Justin Shimp, the representative for the Virginia Land Company. If I could add to your to-do list, I'd like to recommend to you and your staff that you find a creative way to give us a percentage of these homes which are going to be under the 300 mark. And whether that's 280 or 285 or something, that there is dotted within these communities the opportunity for someone to get in, there, in under 300. I appreciate um, business and the fact that you you know, you run a business and make a profit, but at the same time, there has to be some of that in this community because right next to Glenheim is the last major construction in our town, which you know this on Pine and Holly. And those homes were built in the 60s. So that's the last footprint we've had made here in this town. And we really need to see some public faith for these types of things, where people are being heard, that they really want to get into the market. They are desperate to get a foot in their first time home or to be able to downsize and manage their retirement in a dignified way where they can really still afford housing that's nice and live independently. And so if you can work with us on that and really have that as one of your goals, that would be helpful because I know it would mean a lot to people who are trying to be here and trying to, to obtain that 
a home in that price range. I will have more on the two developments the Planning Commission will be holding a public hearing on next month, Monday, October the 4th. To listen to the entire Planning Commission September 7, 2021 meeting, you may access it on the town's YouTube channel. Have a great week, and I will be back on Friday.